Society is breeding a new kind of criminal, and it's also breeding a new kind of cop. Meet Cobra. He does the job that nobody wants. Did you have to use deadly force? There's everything I have! But now, everything he has isn't enough. He needs a partner that's just as tough, and also named Cobra. Black Cobra. And I said, up yours, baby! But even that isn't enough. They both need another partner that's just as tough, and also named Cobra. Cobra Commander. Those Joes have thwarted me for the last time! To stop a rogue group of Yakuza, they must team together and go undercover as students at a local high school. Hey, Cobra! Yeah? yeah? No, you, with the stupid hair! No one talks about my hair because they want me to free them out of seven, so they can eat shit and die. So, is your 357 made out of shit? Or is it just shoot bullets that are made out of shit? Stop sniveling like wet toasters! We must fight together so we can take over the world! Starring Sylvester Stallone as Cobra. Hello? Ends with me. And then I'll become the law. You just broke it. Fred Williamson as Black Cobra. Uh, maybe we can come over sometime and we can study chemistry. Maybe I can show you why they call me Black Cobra, but I'll probably just show you why they call you Jailbait. And Cobra Commander as Cobra Commander. You guys are douchebags. What's a douchebag? Is it one of G.I. Joe's secret weapon caches that can't exploit? What kind of jive turkey talk are you talking, jive turkey? That moves over the top. Cobra, Cobra. Cobra, coming soon. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. It's another great episode. We are back in our regular swing of things after the 15 days of bad Christmas movies. I want to give a shout out and thank you to everybody that was involved and also thank you to everybody that listened, uh, especially uh, Ben and Matt at JT Pot Movie Podcast for helping me out so much on that. Uh, Gordon Maples at uh, misanthropy.com. Uh, Graham with the London Comedy Writers, the guys that do Dark Corners. And also our good friends, uh, oh God, what the hell Jeff are and Tucker. Names? Jeff and Tucker. You didn't give me a chance to even make my joke. It's gone now. Jeff and Tucker at the If We Made It podcast at ifwemadeit.bodspot.com. Uh, if you missed out all on all that, just social media, search 15 Bad Xmas Movies. Uh, how was Christmas for you guys? Good? Yeah. Good? Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was holly jolly. It's the day after. Jackie and I spent our day watching terrible, terrible Christmas movies. Some of them were part of the Bad Christmas Movie podcast crawl, including Ernest Saves Christmas and uh, um, uh, Santa Claus vs. the Martians. So, that was, was a good time. Yep. Good time. We also did uh, Don't Open Till Christmas, 
about a week before that Christmas. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that was a fun one. Got that in the uh, the Mill Creek 100 classic cult classic movies that those sons of bitches have screwed me on. I told you, bad press if you didn't respond to my emails. They only sent me half of the damn thing. But they sent half of the damn thing twice. Yeah. (laughs) White Elephant next year. Give me the other half. Oh, I'm not giving 50 movies for White Elephant. I'll give that to somebody that wants them. Uh, Yeah, so there you go. There was our our Christmas. It was good, though. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash stinkermadness. Be sure to review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Both are very important to us and help us a lot. Thank you very much for doing that. A little bit of Stinker Madness news. I didn't even tell you guys about this, but there's a website that I found. It's quite interesting. It's called Letterboxd. Not B-O-X-E-D. It's B-O-X-D dot com. Basically, it's an all-in-one resource to rate and review movies. It is more comprehensive than both the IMDb and uh, Amazon library as far as rating. There is <sighs> shit on there that I was like, we saw that and I struggled to find that on IMDb to rate it. And here it is. Um, we I just uploaded <laughs> all of our IMDb ratings and all of our Netflix ratings. We have now rated on their 2,225 movies. Not all of them are bad, of course, <laughs> but quite the extensive. So check us out on Letterboxd. Find us at Sneaker Madness. Uh, moving on to the Netflix do's and don'ts for this week. We're back on Not Christmas. We can do Not Christmas Netflix do's and don'ts now. I'm kind of sad about that. Why? Because I like Christmas movies. Oh my movies. god, I was getting so sick of the Christmas movies. It's just, ugh, inundated. It was too many. I especially like and the crappy date shit. ones. Oh, they were all shit. Like the one that when she went back to high school... For her high school reunion to get back cheating boyfriend. Which one? Christmas was that? Crash. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Stupid. No. Yeah, no. Well, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Overkill. With nobody. With mustache Ron, mm-hmm. the fucking Chippendales dancer. That shit was crazy. Well, it fucking was crazy. I loved it. God damn it. I love these Italian That's 70s not Italian movies. That was, Wasn't it Italian? No, that was done in oh, looks LA Italian. <laughs> by people that had some broadcast equipment <laughs> yeah. on their free time. Oh, and fantastic. they knew a guy named Mustache Ron uh-huh. who worked at Chippendales <laughs> and probably sold cocaine. A bit. Somebody a bit. sold cocaine. That's how the thing, the thing got paid for. I would think so. And he also played a strip Chippendales. No, his cover was a Chippendales dancer. No, at one point, like, do I have to go back to the old cover? And then it shows him probably at work. Yeah. Which it wasn't even Chippendales. It was just like. Just a shitty you know, male dancer. Ronnie's Stuffed Sack Ladies Club. <laughs> the banana hammock. Yeah. The Walnut Purse. That's the <laughs> name of that club. And then he gets in a fight at the, the club as well. It was great. I highly recommend Overkill. Overkill was, uh, what was the one with, uh, it was just as crappy that also had an 80s mustache guy that was like Vengeance or something like that. The Ministry of Vengeance was not No, no, that was awful. Uh, the one, it was really bad. You're not talking about Revolt, are you? Revolt. I I compare that movie to, I think it would be good. I don't. Revolt had amazing shit in it that was almost like, is this a good movie that looks like shit? I don't know. Because it was all about the fucking... Uh, the goddamn Ben Affleck movie. Half of the movie was about the Ben Affleck movie that won the Oscar. What the hell is that name called? Argo. Argo. Half of it was about Argo while it was taking place. It was like, 
they make the movie and half of it is like, oh, hey, this shit's on TV. We should run with this that's on the news. and Let's get these guys watching the news and then we'll talk about that and the Iranians and the, the racism against Iranians in the 70s. Revolt might have been a good movie that looks like shit and well, is also kick-ass. This was just shitty. It was <laughs> awesome. fun as fuck. It though. was fun as fuck. I love it overkill. Jackie didn't watch it. Nope. So you're out on that. That's two dudes from Sam and I. Uh, this one should be no surprise to anybody what we're going to say, but it's a nice revisit from our childhood that many people probably haven't seen in quite some time. The Burbs with Tom Hanks, Corey Feldman, uh, Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. and uh, directed by Joe Dante. Classic stinker favorite. Got into an argument about whether this was the best, because I think that Explorers is his best movie, and... Uh, Tucker from the If We Made It podcast is staunchly opinion that this is Joe Dante's best movie, so we agreed to disagree. I am with Tucker. I am absolutely with Tucker. And and part of it is not necessarily Joe Dante. Tom Hanks is fucking amazing. He is such an underrated physical comedian that he owns it. He owns the whole freaking film. Yeah. I love this movie. thought it was great. It's still like they don't make films like this anymore and it's it's completely unbelievable because there's at no point is it based on reality at all it's just a, a satire of other like, there's all sorts of tropes in it about other horror movies the neighbors next door are bad guys and they're killing people and references to things that are theme thematic references so it's i don't know if it would work today but i miss it because it's an original idea in Hollywood, and that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And it just, it made, the whole time I'm like watching it going, every no joke in this movie has been told before. It's completely original and brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. Holds water today. It's a good revisit. It's much better yeah, than I don't revisiting even know why Raiders we're or something. Talking like about that. it on this podcast because it's such a good guy. Because everybody movie. thinks that like, you know, oh, I want to revisit a movie from the 80s. Oh, 80s movies, 80 movies. I'm going to go to see Raiders, or I'm going to pull out uh, Back to the Future. And I have really deep respect for the Back to the Future movies. Not so much for the Raiders movies, but uh, other than, like, childhood warm and fuzzies. Uh, the Burbs is just a good goddamn movie. It is a really good movie. And I don't think people I, talk about it enough. And now you've made me go on a uh, side note, which I like to do. Tom Hanks needs to be in more comedies Ooh, again. Yes, he does. And the reason why is that he can be the funny man and the straight man at the same time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's the like his shtick isn't really a shtick. His shtick is being super talented yeah. as an actor and a comedian. Yeah. And we haven't had any of that. Like because he's such a good actor that we're like, oh Tom Hanks is so amazing. He is. But because of that, we're being deprived of some of the greatest comedy, possibly, possibly. that could have ever been. And I'm needs to get you, back in there. He is so physical in that movie, and just everything that he does, he, even like I mean, everybody talks about how people's faces are animated and stuff. No, that guy can be animated as a straight man. You're absolutely right. He is a straight man, but he's silly at the same time. He can be physically funnier than Jim Carrey ever mm-hmm. thought mm-hmm. about it, and at the same absolutely. time. Because of the two Academy Awards, he's up there with anyone in terms of just raw acting ability. Yeah, I miss funny Tom Hanks. I miss funny Tom Hanks, too. I Come miss, back, to- funny Tom Hanks. I miss Joe Dante. 
I must show Dante. He hasn't done hardly that one thing on the Netflix or the, the splatter that YouTube we keep talking was about. Every time awful. we bring up Joe Dante, oh god, that the splatter was terrible. Except for Jackie, who thinks it was awesome. Uh, the Killing Season with Robert De Niro and John Travolta. Oof! I made it through about half. I thought it was you crap. Didn't, you didn't finish it off. No. You made the right choice because <laughs> <laughs> it looked real promising for that Did first it? half. Did it? Not really. It no. was shit. It was awful. It was shit. John Travolta is terrible. Trying to be like a Russian? Yeah, his terrible Bosnian accent. Soviet. And yeah, it was like you were watching Travolta. You were watching their real life relationship in filmmaking happening on screen because Travolta's doing what he can, but he's terrible at mm-hmm. this Bosnian. And then De Niro's just looking at him like, wow, you're terrible at this. I'm going to mail it in. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got out of this movie, is two people that don't particularly like each other very much, just one of them trying, because he's like, oh, I'm with Bobby De Niro, right. I finally made yeah. it. Uh, and De Niro's TikTok. like, you didn't make shit, I've been out of the game for years, mm-hmm. I've been doing shitty movies for ten years now, and I mail it in and I still get my ten million dollar paycheck. And at the same time, neither character can you possibly stand. You can't get behind either character. You just can't wait for both of them to stab each other in the face, which takes two hours for them to stab each other in the face. They don't. No, they don't, but the resolution is what I'm getting at. The, uh, but it you just want happen. them to die, and they don't. It's not good. It's two characters played by two guys that you don't like, that you don't like, and neither of them give the payoff that you want, where they just end up shooting each other with rockets, and that doesn't happen. Uh, so it's like going to the beach to see a shark attack and nothing happens. It's like going to the beach to see a shark attack and instead seeing two people from Jersey getting in a fist fight. And then it's actually not even a fist fight, it's a slap fight. And then the cops show up and break them up. And then they just go and sit on blankets across the beach and life goes on. So, it's like, that's the most disappointing thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I'll stay in Jersey. It's like you go to Jersey... To uh, meet an underage girl and probably get her pregnant on the beach of the Jersey Shore. Sit on Instead, some glass. Instead, right. you get stung by a horseshoe crab. The only person that sees your wiener is yourself while you're peeing on your foot to make the stinging stop. <laughs> which apparently does not actually work. If you get stung by a horseshoe crab, you will but require if you, medical attention. Yeah, yeah, you pee on your foot and go, this doesn't work. I have accomplished nothing by this. Yeah. There's no resolution. Don't go to Jersey. Yeah, don't go to Jersey or the killing season. Uh, Legendary with Dolph Lundgren and uh, uh, Scott Atkins. Boy, was I hoping for finally a good karate movie, and this didn't have any fucking karate in it. Scott Atkins and a bear and a monster and Dolph Lundgren and... They're just kind of walking around. There's a lot of walking around. Hitting each other in the face with their wieners. And, like, slinging shitty insults that aren't, like, you suck. No, you suck. Okay. You win this round, Scott. Yeah, you win this round. What? This sucks. Yeah, no. It was too... Renowned martial artists in what should have been a martial arts film, and it wasn't, and no one cares. Do we even want to bring up the monster? No, it's that monster was stupid. <laughs> the monster was so dumb. <laughs> it was so stupid. And there wasn't even any banging. It was like promise of banging all over. There was no banging. There was no karate. The monsters were stupid. They were. I. I just gotta say it. I'm sorry. 
they were the lizards, giant lizards that you own when you're five years old. Like, I caught a lizard and I stuck it in a fish tank and look at it. And then it, like, that's what it was. It was a cute little lizard that was ten feet long. What was the MST3K episode, uh, Monster from Gila Flats? Yeah. This is the that. contemporary equivalent. Yeah, the CGI equivalent. But a little equivalent. bit cuter than that monster. Yeah, CGI equivalent. Well, they're geckos. Yeah, they were big geckos. Or something like, or chameleons, I think. No, chameleons have the rotating eyeballs and yeah, these were more gecko than gecko. anything. They were very cute. They're too cute to be menacing. It was terrible. Awful do waste not, of money. Do not waste your time on Legendary. And Scott Atkins and Dolph Lundgren, don't waste your time on any more movies yeah. that don't pay off what we want to see. Yeah, you guys are good at punching each other. Yeah, you especially Scott Atkins. Yeah, you should be the Batman, not Affleck, even though I like Affleck, okay? Affleck! Uh, Jackie, Who's running you... for president, <laughs> or who has been nominated to run for president? Jackie, what do you got for your uh, rant this week? So my rant this week is Hollywood trickery. Uh huh. And why does this piss me off so badly? Well, well maybe I'll... you should define what Hollywood yeah, trickery let's, let's, is first. I, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, I... Hollywood trickery. You go to a movie, you pay your hard-earned money, or you rent one, right? <laughs> Either way, you're giving them. A or you download it for free, whatever. Or you yeah. rent one without, like, your, you know, it's not your hard-earned money. You stole that from a bum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you stole it from a bum. Either way, you put in some effort to see this piece of shit, right? And you're all kinds of pumped of the promise of what this movie's gonna have, right? And then nothing. Mm. And it, you just sit there like, God, I'm getting like visually anal raped here, and I can't even do anything about it because I paid money to well, see what this. Do you mean, what do you mean that you go and and see nothing? I, okay, so let me let me give you an example here. Okay, all right. Godzilla. Godzilla. You would think Godzilla. Godzilla 2014? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would be about Godzilla. Perhaps. Perhaps. And you would get all of these shots of Godzilla or kicking ass and being a badass dinosaur sea monster thing. Radioactive. Whatever lizard. he right. is. Whatever the hell that mm-hmm. Godzilla is. Mm-hmm. Instead, we get a, a story about some guy who's trying to get back to his family and his dad who was obsessed because his wife got killed in a nuclear accident. And we see Elizabeth Olsen... Trying to be a housewife when we know she is, in fact, a dirty, dirty tramp. We see her more than we see Godzilla by four times over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm pissed because that is Hollywood trickery. I went to see Godzilla. I had to watch a stupid-ass story about these people. So, are you saying that the trickery happens during the trailer or just the title? Like, who's who's tricking you here? Or is this just part of Hollywood's trickery? Are there other tricks that Hollywood has, Jackie? I think it's a little bit of uh, what Justin's saying there. You watch a trailer, you're thinking, okay, sweet-ass Godzilla movie. He's, he's like, kicking some ass. You see him, like, in that Godzilla preview, right? You see him, he's coming out of the water. Dun, dun, and you get, like, these, like, foot shot or a tail shot of Godzilla, but you don't get the whole shot of Godzilla. Sure. And you're thinking, badass, he's going into Tokyo and he's killing people again. Right. Sweet. We're back to Godzilla... As it should Smashing be. Smashing buildings and right. stepping on Asian people. And all they added was a little tuba for your subwoofer. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, sweet. I'm good with that, right? Godzilla movie, sweet. No. It was about this stupid-ass dude trying to get back to his family. So is your rant just about Godzilla or... No. Okay, like- so another one that I have here that I will also say. Saving Christmas. What this says to me is 
somebody's going to get heroic in this movie. There's going to be some heroic action. In like order to Lee save... Majors saving Santa Claus? Sure. Yeah, or like Jingle All the Way, right, where he has to find the doll. Yeah, There's going to no be... Idea. Okay, so you're right. Okay, There's so going to be some action let's, here. Let's just break down this title, Saving Christmas. That would imply that Christmas is in peril. Christmas is in danger, and in order to save it, you must do something just as dangerous to save it. Right. That is saving it. No, I'm with you on that title. That's a mm -hmm. bad goddamn title. Another Hollywood trickery. As Sam pointed out, there are multiple trickeries here. So I'm thinking, saving Christmas. This is going to have some action heroics in it. No. It's two dudes sitting in a fucking car. Or it's just a Christmas sermon. It's a Christmas and sermon. And it's not even a movie. It's not even a movie. classic misbilling. Yeah. It is. So it is Godzilla. Not so my next one. Is sabotage. All right. With okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Swazi, sure. Okay, no, there was no sabotaging in this movie. He dicked over his friends <laughs> to get the monies. He sabotaged the plan. No, he didn't. He that backstabbed was, somebody. That's sabotage. So they should have called it backstab? Backstab. Backstabber. Instead of sabotage. Huh. Sabotage would imply one. that you yeah. did something to fuck up the thing so that you couldn't get the money. You did, that's you did do that. That's sabotaging. He did do that. But they he did, did get that. the money. He and got the money. He got the money. He backstabbed them because he had somebody down there getting the money. I'm not with so you. So he's, no, he's no. a sabotager. He's not a sabotager. He's, he's a backstabber. No, it's uh, that's well. Backstabbing is one of many ways that you can pull classic sabotage. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I sabotage this friendship by stabbing you in the back. Well, I just consider that backstabbing, not sabotage. Well, I agree. Sabotage with is like. I'm going to make you this dress, but I'm not going to sew the armpits in very well so that it falls right off of you when you're halfway through the prom queen dance. Mm. Or the That's butt. That's sabotage. The butt comes out as better. Right. Because then they find out that you're wearing those pantyhose that are weird looking that have the uh, the extra padding or whatever. Yeah. Like, why does it have all that seam? Oh, that's weird looking. Yeah. That's not a human butt. You look like an android in some of those pantyhose. <laughs> At least I do when I put them on. Where'd the Canadian come from? <laughs> you look like an android in some of those pantyhose. Let's just say I used to be a cross-dressing man in Toronto. <laughs> so, so that's my rant, is that I'm tired of being tricked when I go to the movies and, you know, I'm basing it off the title or I've seen a preview for it and I'm thinking, yeah, this is going to happen. And then I sit there and I'm like, God damn it. If I didn't have popcorn, I would leave. You know what the problem is? Is you're you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. No, the first two I am right there with you. One, let's not make movies where we get an audience in to see Godzilla and then we give them everything that's not Godzilla. Yep. And two, let's not just misbill a movie to get people in and then when they get there, like, this is not what I came to see. You're, Which I guess is the same way in, in both see, circumstances. See, that's, you're, you're pissed off at the Miss Biller. You need to be pissed off at the people that make the film because they should not make shitty films in the first place. You, your studio, and you got to advertise it. The, the director and the actors they're, and the producers, they're not in charge of the, the trailers and, that you see. It's, some, it's men in suits that are in charge of that shit. So, so what are they left with when they see this turd that's, that's Godzilla? They're like, this isn't about Godzilla. This is shit. We still have to name it Godzilla because Godzilla's in it. If we name it fucking Guy, nobody's going to go see it. Brian Cranston's son, oh, the yeah. story, nobody's going to go see that. So yeah. they have to name it Godzilla. And then when they're making the preview, they're like, well, we have to show some Godzilla. Like, we got to build it like he's going to fuck shit up. Otherwise, nobody's going to see it. Yeah, exactly. But then you go to the theater and, and none of that happens. Blame the people that are making shitty movies. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to say too much about shitty movies, though, because some shitty movies I appreciate. 
One or Hercules. We can't be I thought out that was of, great. We'll be out of a job if they quit making yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. A job that doesn't pay. Well, make them. Well, you know, you're right in the in the sense that the producer, Shitty the original or, producer, oh. the the big guy, was like, "I'm giving you Godzilla, and I'm giving you Brian Cranston." And then his underlings came back to him with this product, and he said, "I gave you two things, and you didn't use them." Yeah. Yeah. Well, we couldn't afford Brian Cranston, so we we had him for a day. And then we decided to make it about his son. We spent all of it on special effects sequences that involved things that the viewer didn't want to see. Right. Oh, so we built that Godzilla model so that you could also spend special effects money on building a model of a a rail system Mm -hmm. disaster. Yeah. Rather than just giving Brian Cranston and fucking Godzilla. That does not have Godzilla in that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm just saying. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I hate shitty previews. I hate them hate them so bad. I have, over the years, like, honed my skills how to spot a shitty preview. I usually avoid paying money, uh, other than for the sake of this podcast, to go see a movie that looks awesome based on the preview. For instance, Jurassic World. No interest. None interest, because the preview, I can spot things. There's no plot in the preview at all. There's no sense of story. It's just shots of, sweeping shots of fucking dinosaurs, and then, uh, uh, they got a sea world and the shark dinosaur or uh, uh, fucking platysaur or whatever those swimming guys eats a shark. That's not a fucking story. That's just effects. This shit. Hmm. So hone your skills, young Padawan, and you will learn the ways of the stinker. Jedi. Ninja. Well, thank you for taking over my brand. <clears throat> I will always take over your rant. <laughs> you can make a rant about that, and I will still take over that rant. <laughs> so, so uh, in case you guys haven't already guessed, the movie for this week is Cobra. Cobra? 1986. We, with, the first uh, time we've mentioned it, huh? Yeah, it is, actually. I'm well, glad. other than Cobra, Cobra, Cobra. With oh, yeah. uh, one Frank Stallone. And Cobra Commander. And Fred Williamson. No, I was talking about Cobra. Oh. No, that's... The other one. G.I. Joe. What's his name? The Great Frank American Stallone? No, the other one. Fred Williamson? No, the other one. The other Stallone. Chris. Frank Stallone. Chris Stallone? Chris Stallone no, it's is Frank that? Stallone. No, there's. I'm talking about Frank Stallone. What's the other one's Stallone? name? Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac? He was not. He's not a Stallone. Also, kick ass. I don't that think that Chris Isaac is kick ass so he, much he as he's. He throw is. a fucking punch, dude. He's lay ass. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he beds no. women down. What's that other Stallone's name? There's uh, Frank, and then there's... Is that Jacqueline or something Jesus like that? Jesus Christ. God name. damn it. Oh, the listeners get my joke. Sam, tell us about Cobra. Uh, the director, George P. Cosmatos. Yeah, my favorite. Previous film was Rambo 2. Later, he would eh, go on I to like do... Rambo 2. Leviathan. Mm. Among some other sinkers that we should probably check out. Yeah, I like Leviathan 2. Uh, way better than Deep Store 6. That's really however, the consensus is that... that Stallone himself was the ghost director. He was the actual director of this film, and that Cosmatos was more or less an on-site producer. Okay. Produced by Menahem Golan and Yoram Globus. Ha-ha! Canon Films. This is our fourth... Like it. That's a good sign. It's our fourth Canon Films with Masters of the Universe Invasion USA. And over the top, we still haven't watched Electric Boogaloo. It is out... I don't know exactly how we're we going to do uh, We did also the uh, <laughs> Alan Quartermain movies. We, we didn't oh, do it for an episode. But not we, for an episode. This yeah, is our did. fourth. We talked about them on an episode. Oh, we've done more than 
that in terms of watching him, but yes, this is our fourth uh, canon episode. Great. Screenplay by Sylvester Stallone. Yes. The Rocky controversy, are you familiar with it? I am very familiar with the Rocky controversy. That he wrote it in three days or two days? Right. And there's someone that's like, no, I worked on that for, you know, six months of my life. And uh, I, it was stolen. This film is the one I think kind of argues against Stallone's case. Sure. Uh, is this what you're? What would argue for his case is that he's just all coked up and he's trying to grab ass with Brigitte Nielsen, which I'll get to later. Brigitte Nielsen's in this movie. Oh yes. Oh boy. Ah uh, yes. Is this a star-studded extravaganza? How have I not, not seen really? This? Oh no, this is this. Oh, just wait. You'll be quite mystified by what I have to tell you in the minute. All right. Uh, this was based on Fair Game or the original title, The Running Duck, by Paula the Gosling. The Running Duck? By Paula Gosling, no relation to Ryan Gosling. Also made into the movie Fair Game with Cindy Crawford. Oh, yeah, with and uh, one of the Baldwins. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug. Doug Baldwin. You don't know. You're just making that up. Again. He, he retired from acting. He plays wide receiver for the CLC Hawks. The Seahawks, yeah, yeah, and he's only 23. Yeah. Uh, Brigitte Nielsen, who is a model who was then turned into a movie prop, mm-hmm. married Stallone, I'm guessing during post production of this movie. <clears throat> uh, it was just by the dates. It was either the end of shooting or probably when they went into post-production. Oh, have the mighty fallen. You know that she dated uh, and had sex with Flavor Flav. She's Flavor been, Flav! She's been married five times. Yuck. Yeah, Flavor is, Flav is grody that, that, looking. That's I didn't, that I didn't call but her... She, she did him. You guys didn't even laugh when I called her a movie prop and not an actor. No, I so. caught it. I think it's funny. Mm, ah. Not funny, haha. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway. She had appeared previously in Rocky Four. Which sure. was her second film after Red Sonja. She, she was Drago's gal. Which is a very Friday. good sign, Red Sonja being a very good sign, because Schwaz was laying every pipe in town back in those days. And, Eskimo uh, Bros? Eskimo Brothers. Uh. Brian Thompson is Night Slasher the villain. Okay. That's a pretty shitty bad guy. You'll name. remember him from his deep cheek lines. He's the alien bounty hunter in X-Files. He's been in all sorts of everything. Oh, yeah, the big dude. Big, really square jaw. Yes. Like, what's really up with that guy's dude. head? He's almost good-looking, but freakishly square. Yeah. Yeah. Writer uh, and producer of The Extendables, which is apparently probably what? some bad blood between him and uh, the Stallone here. We'll sure. get into it. Now we're going to okay. talk about Sylvester Stallone, or is during this section, we will call him Captain Douchey. (laughs) Stallone originally was cast as the lead in Beverly Hills Cop. He completely rewrote the script, and the producers said it was impossible to film with the amount of money that was on Earth, what he had written. He then came up with this script after he left Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. The level of influence on Gosling's The Running Duck novel is debatable, but there was some things to gleaned from it. She was given a screen credit. Stallone? Speaking of Captain Douchey, probably, I'm assuming, before this film had screened, would later offer Gosling to have him 
as the author of her novel so that it would sell more and he could make some money off of it. Jesus. She declined. Ooh. Yep. Captain Douchey. Yeah, that is, that's shitty. Uh, Sloan is the ghost director. Complained to cinematographer Wick Wade. Wait, what's a ghost director? He's directing the film. Even it's like though a, it's like a ghost writer. Like when you... Well, a ghost writer, yeah. It, it, you're ghosting. You're you're, you're doing, doing a job and not getting credit for it. Yeah, somebody else is uh, apparently... So you're just being a bossy asshole. No, George P. Cosmatos is basically an on... As Rick Waite had reported, the guy that I'm about to talk to, is that uh, Cosmatos is more of an on-site producer, and the film is being directed by Stallone. Stallone complains to cinematographer Rick Waite, who I was just talking about, that the filming is taking too long and the crew needed to work harder to get the film done on time. Waite responded that the delays were due to his screwing around with Nielsen and showing off his muscles with his bodyguards. Stallone was very surprised that anyone would have the audacity to talk to him like that. I bet. So what he did is he cleaned up his act for about two weeks. <laughs> Good job. Yep. <laughs> Real turnaround. Ironically, Nielsen would later leave him and their marriage for Beverly Hills Cop 2. That's right. Yeah. She divorced him and then did Beverly Hills Cop 2 afterwards. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Thompson who was really trying to get into a good acting career and has done some great things later. Repeatedly... Namely, the X-Files. Yeah. He's been on a lot of stuff. I don't remember him from anything other than the X-Files. Anyway. He had repeatedly sought Stallone's advice on about how to play Night Slasher, including questions about his background or his personal motivations. Stallone showed no interest in the subject and told Thompson that the character was evil and to just do it. (laughs) Nobody got time for that shit. In an unfortunate surprise for Thompson, after filming was completed, director Cosmatos inexplicably told him, you could have been good if you would have listened to me. I'm guessing that Thompson's response would have been, who are you? Mm. Yeah. You Mm. weren't even around. I was trying. Mm. Boy, this sounds like a catastrophe. Oh, it just gets worse. For Night Slasher's monologue in the lead-up to the final fight, Brian Thompson did the scene with the script girl standing in for Stallone, who was too busy watching a basketball game on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And this movie. Yeah. Body count is 52. The cars belong to Stallone. The cars? There's a couple of cars. The the sweet cars? They're Stallone's. Yeah. Yeah. 84 minutes were cut from the original version of this film, leaving it at 87 minutes. Half of the movie? (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. Two of the reasons were to relieve the X rating for graphic violence that it had been threatened with, and that the executives had thought that more screenings would make it compete with the already hit Top Gun, which was 110 minutes. So if they could just have it on screen more often, they'd be able to make more money than (laughs) Top Gun. That is the dumbest logic I've ever heard in my life. Extensive plot holes resulted. (laughs) I bet! Yeah. This is considered a huge flop by Warner Brothers. It made $160 million against $25 million budget. And had a $12 million opening, which was the largest opening in the history of Warner Brothers to that point in time. Wow. 
They just didn't like it, apparently. Yeah, apparently not. And I don't know exactly how that works in with them distributing it, is that they're probably, that's just Warner being fussy with Glenn and Globus. Yeah. So. Well, unfortunately, the film is not on Netflix. Uh, It's not on Amazon Prime, I don't think, uh, for free. Uh, I do believe you can get it via iTunes or Google Play. Uh, Unfortunately, we're out of time, so the improv is going to have to be saved for another day. Uh, I do want to say, next week... Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to make sound effects, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Girls can't make sound effects. Um, The Smab Fuzz. The Stinker Madness Achievement in Bad Filmmaking Awards. The Stinker Madness Achievements in Bad Filmmaking Awards. We will be releasing the nominees next week. So stay tuned for that, and then we'll be posting them on our website as well. And these Uh, are just for 2014. 2014 movies... Uh, the best and the worst of the bad movies. For instance, our categories are going to be best bad movie, best bad actor, best bad actress, uh, worst bad movie, and the Mystery Science Theater Riffable Award. So stay tuned for that coming next week. In the meantime, get to the chopper. See you next week.